One time on Sword of Symphonies, our captain played an accordion number for a demon as a backing track to the story the demon was telling him. This one time on Sword of Symphonies, there was a rodeo rider on a giant eagle bird thing, and it was rad. She's going to take her jacket and try to put it over the bird's eyes, like create a blindfold. I would once again like to reiterate what could possibly go wrong. This one time on Sword of Symphonies, the crew dug up some buried treasure. No, look at this moss. It's attached to a shovel. <laughs> look, I love all three of you, but Tissa is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of Sword of Symphonies is the majesty of the spellcasting. Brilliant carnival. Starlight stars. Flying shark. Knife pain. <laughs> Fry's bolt. So if you'd like seafaring adventure, a lot of game design talk, music written in-house, and a lot of whatever that was just now, join us every week on Sword of Symphonies. This is an ad for a Pokemon actual play podcast, but this isn't your dad's Pokemon world. This is a serious Pokemon world. We're dark. We're edgy. There's death and crime and darkness across the world. Tanner, I keep getting attacked by bird Pokemon! Tanner, my Tyro keeps getting out of his baby harness! I'm stuck in the ghost zone again! <laughs> okay, okay, fine. It's, listen, we might be a bit darker and have more swear words than a normal Pokemon actual play, but it's still a pretty fun romp through the Pokemon world with some great friends who love each other and Pokemon. So if you want to check it out, then come on down to Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium, part of the Pokecasters Network. And you can find any episode of Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium on your podcatcher of choice. Like what you hear? Remember to leave us a rating and review. And follow us on Twitter at PKMN underscore millennium. See you in Sinnoh! Hey, it's Dennis, editor and GM of Control Group. Let's give it up for our ads. And let's throw in one of our own. And I know what you must be thinking. Dennis, I'm already listening to the episode. Aren't I doing enough? And truly you are. But if you wanted to go the extra step, why not follow us on Twitter at CTRL Group Pod. There we post a lot of information, character portraits, and little promos to the episode so you can get a cute little sneak peek to get you excited before you listen. You can also go ahead and jump on to the Be Gay Roll Dice Discord server. There we have our own little special place where you can come and talk to us about episodes and episode ideas and systems. Do you have a system you want us to test? Go over to our Patreon. We have a special $5 dev tier where once you pledge to that, we'll go ahead to take a look at your system, give you a nice little preview, and then somewhere down the line, we're going to go ahead and give your system a try. And if you don't have a system to test, you can also join our Patreon for as low as a dollar. There, you can go ahead and get access to special tests that we put behind a paywall, because they're probably too stupid to go on the main feed. Also, it's tried and true, but smash that like and subscribe button below. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. If you're on Spotify, give us five stars or however many you think is appropriate. Anyway, if you have the spoons to do this, go ahead. 
We really appreciate the support. We want to thank you, nevertheless, just for listening to our podcast. Enjoy the episode. Content warning for today's episode. Suicide, depression, and abuse. Previously on It Came from Lake Mary. If you guys uh, need anything, and he does the the finger roll uh, with a coin through his hands, and somehow to his other hand, even though it's right in front of you. Um, if you guys need anything, and he catches the coin between his two fingers. I grab the coin. I look at it. What does it look like? It's just a silver coin. It's got the queen on both sides. Okay. This is that we would call you? or Yeah, if you guys need something big, really. I can't be just fighting all your battles for you. You need a body and a soul. What? A what? You need a body and a soul if you're going to bring anyone back. Unexplainable mystery. At Hotel, At Hotel Monte Vista. What appears to be... We have what seems to be... What can only be explained as, uh... What can only be described as... As a mass suicide. From the lies I at least remember, we can't save everyone, and a lot of people go. People we care about. You've been having visions of this, and she points at the TV to the Blood Red Moon broadcast. I said, yes, that's correct. Whatever that is, it has something to do with Nate, and I don't think it's good. But the point is, is that, is this, if this isn't an Undar thing, then somebody is doing this. Like a yeah. person. I I uh I think that we should investigate up on uh the on top of the Monte V because that's where that bright light came from. Yeah. Let's uh let's see if we can get to the rooftop. We're trying to do the right thing. What are you gonna do? Arrest us? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Roll to shut someone down, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> you old bitch. You old cop, bitch! <laughs> Mr. Robocop, we're just trying to do our job. Uh, it's with hot or volatile? It's with cold. With cold, then I got a seven. With a seven. You get to choose one from the list below. They right. lose a string on you. If they have no strings on you, you gain one on them. They gain a condition, or you take one forward. Uh, so what, is, what are some examples of a condition? Could he be depressed now? <laughs> yeah! You don't know what you fucking did, Nick. No! <laughs> it makes sense if given the context of the character. And then the murmuring just kind of slowly dies out, and you speed along for the rest of the video. It's an hour in length. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Melissa doesn't make a sound after that last protest. And when they lift up the blankets and pillows, Melissa's been dead for probably 30 minutes already. As the video finishes, I would like you all to start this episode by taking three harm. Oh, what? What the fuck? Welcome to the episode, everybody. <laughs> As 
Silently from behind you, Vanessa approaches the laptop, and due to the upsetting nature of the video, everyone's scrambling after they realized what happened to poor Melissa Babbitt. The camera is knocked off its tripod, and one of the few last frames you can see of the video that Vanessa kind of pans through for you all is the room number in which it happened. She points to an obvious sign that says it took place in room 333. She kind of points this out silently. A lot of you have your backs turned to the video, as you mentioned last session, but she makes it known. Happened in room 333. And she kind of closes out the video, and she's looking through the files, and she makes a little stern face as she kind of quietly posits. Well, it doesn't look like we look through everything on this hard drive, as she's going to shoot a look towards Jack. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll take it with us. She takes a moment before responding, and eyes not cutting away from you, she slowly nods, and then she pulls out the flash drive, and hands it to you with a little bit of force. Okay, I'll, um, I'll take it with me. Alright, everybody, let's, um, let's head upstairs, see if we can get some clues. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess we should. So when we go outside, how much of the scene has been cleaned up, or like, what does it look like when we go outside? Well, outside is still, like, people trying to get in for news coverage. A lot of the crisis workers still cleaning out the bodies, even this late in the morning. But as far as if you go to the bar, which is located on the western side of the lobby, you'll notice former co-workers of the sheriff's department aren't letting you in. Like, they know you're, you're Hunter Sr.'s kid, and, like, they're like, Nah, man, this is this is so bad. You got it. You got you guys got to do whatever you need to do elsewhere. What do we think we're dealing with here? Like I, I'm sort of at a loss. I don't know. Don't look at me. Well, Vicky, you always seem to have answers. Uh, sorry. Not this time. Okay. I'm getting the inclination that maybe whatever was done to Melissa has spread to these people make make them be in, in, in a, this state of mind you know did you guys ever see that like weird uh m night Shyamalan movie uh what's it called like no I, I generally avoid m night Shyamalan. that makes sense lady in the water is really good i haven't seen it <laughs> i'm sorry guys can we can we focus on the fact that <laughs> yeah that you're depressed and 40 people <laughs> have died recently anything else <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not working Alright, well... Nate's already trying to cope, which is fair, which is valid. Yeah. Very valid okay, thing that needs to be doing to right now. Get the fucking roof, I guess. When we're, honestly, dude, like, when we're at this step of the case, I'm oftentimes at a loss as to how this is gonna turn out to be some kind of supernatural creature or something. Like, maybe it's some kind of bird that feeds on emotion that's on the roof or something. I don't know. Okay, but well, like, so we're just fucking winging, I guess. Yeah, we're, it's kind of the thing we're the best at, so let's just... Well, maybe I'm out. tired of fucking winging it. I walk away. Get <laughs> <laughs> off. Um, I think we should go to the roof. I think that would be. I think that would be best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we should go check out safely what is going on. I'm already going. I've already got. <laughs> I think uh, Nate agrees. With, Nate agrees with you, man, or, or Randy, or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> As you guys begin to head deeper into Hotel Monte Vista, 
Jack before you get to step off, but everyone is quite out of earshot. You feel a hand on your shoulder. You turn around to see Vanessa as she kind of looks at you with daggers in her eyes. She says, is there anything I need to be concerned about? No, everything's going great. Um, I, <laughs> I'm sure you can what tell the that. Uh, Vanessa, of course there's stuff we gotta worry about. You, uh, you wouldn't know because you've been dead for two years, but we've still been solving cases, so... She looks at you coldly and responds with, I wonder what unexperienced hunters led to that death. You both stare off for a very cold, tense minute before she picks back up. I saw your name on there, Jack. flash drive. I'll, um... Oh, that's fucked up. Take the flash drive out and give it to her and say, like, yeah? Well, if you're so concerned with it, you can keep it. Won't even need it for the case anyways. And she takes it as you presumably storm off. And she puts it in her bag. As you head through Hotel Monte Vista, how are you guys going to the roof? Uh, elevator? Stairs? Stairs. I'm, I'm, not, stairs. I'm not doing any yeah. spooky shit in the elevator. Yeah. You guys climb up the eight flights of stairs all the way to the top of Hotel Monte Vista as you pass all of the rooms. Every flight of stairs you guys cross upon, every new floor you make it to. Ever since you've stepped in, you felt this weight. And every time you make it up another floor, you feel like another weight is being added. By the time you make it up to the eighth floor, all of your burdens are resting on the precipice of your soul. You all make it to what you assume is the door leading out to the roof. It is unfortunately covered with a lot of caution tape, and there is a padlock locking the door from your side. Uh, it just goes up to it, uses all of its randy strength to try and just rip it off. Like, like painfully ripping it, like hurting his hand, just trying his damnedest to rip it off. Alright, roll plus a volatile for me. Because you're gonna lash out physically against this lock. Uh, I fucking hate you! <laughs> nine. With a nine, you're able to eventually tap into that randy strength that comes from your body, Nate, and you're able to essentially loose the kind of wood plank that holds the padlock hook itself off of the door. <sighs> so the padlock is still got it. fine as you rip it off. The door opens, and, you know, because of everything that's happened, you know, the interior of Hotel Monte Vista has been quite musty, and you expect when the door opens that fresh flagstaff air to hit, but even as the door opens, doesn't feel like anything changes. Of course. There's no movement in the air. In fact, even as the door opens, you guys find yourself struggling to step through that barrier. It's like I can't even think about moving. Whatever this is, it's just is shoving us into depression. Wow. Astute observation, Hunter. And no shit, okay, Hunter. What I'm saying... <laughs> okay, well, that's not what I'm fucking saying. I, what, I, what I mean... I mean, like, I, I do mean that, correct. But what I'm saying is, if this thing isn't under, because I know I checked last time about stuff like this, is that whatever the fuck this is is literally giving us physical, like, you know, when you can't get out of bed in the morning, it feels like the whole weight of the world is, like, laying on your chest. It's literally, that's literally what's happening to us right now. So whatever is causing this is trying to, I think, recreate that feeling. Uh-huh. There's no way in hell, whoever whoever fucking is responsible for this shit, that all every single one of these people were, were depressed. 
You know what I mean? I'm going to go up to the door and like stand in front of Hunter and be like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. I feel exactly the same. And walk through it. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Nate's got Nate's to like roll his eyes and like be like, fuck yeah. Come on. I'm saying, what if we're not facing Undar? What if we're just facing some asshole? Come on, Hunter! <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Multiple things are happening. As I want Marcus to roll plus cold for me to keep your cool. As you guys are bickering, there's kind of a little lull. And you hear a little, I guess, whimpering coming from the back of the group. Whimpering? As you all turn to see Vanessa. As you've seen this woman in all of her glory, she's the expert hunter that you knew back in the day, and even in her teenage form, she's still a badass. But you look at her, she's got one of her arms crossed against her chest, holding her other arm. As you can see, she's visibly shaking. I... I don't want to go out on that roof. Um, yeah, I guess you don't- Investigate all you need, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll stay here. You don't have to if you don't want to. I think I'm gonna stay with Miss Vanessa. Okay. Okay. All right, you guys stay here. No, I'm coming. Jack, you're not doing this alone. Okay, well, whoever needs to stay can stay. Whoever's going to go can go. Let's go. Thanks for permission. I rolled a 13, so I'm being very cool. Okay, <laughs> everyone else who's heading out, roll a keep your cool okay. roll. Plus gold. Come on. Come on. Ow, fuck. <laughs> I got a five. Come on, dude. Seriously? I got a nine. As you three head out onto the roof... As soon as you step onto it itself, the door in between your two parties slams shut. Damn it! We walked through that one. As Miss Vanessa and Hunter go to push on it, they're feeling no give or resistance on the door. Damn, I tried so hard to open that door. (laughs) (laughs) Jack, when you head out, you're right. Nothing feels different. You felt like how you felt for quite a little while now. As you're able to kind of look upon downtown Flagstaff and all of its little oh, beauty. Man, that's gonna be nostalgic. Yeah. Sorry, table tap. <laughs> <laughs> As you look over all of the little shops and what would be southeast of you right now, you look upon the hills that cusp Flagstaff and you can almost see the observatory from here. You trace along the brick edges of the roof itself. You guys are, like, essentially under the Hotel Monte Vista sign on the corner of this roof. Oh, cool. There's, like, neon going on, like that red neon sign. Yeah. Vicky, you feel hesitance. Every step you take, you question. It's hard to feel right where you are. Do you belong in this group? Do you belong here with these people? Can you ever fit in? Not just in the group, being something from the Undar in our world. Nate, as you kind of join Jack at the edges of the roof, you can feel this little twinge in the back of your head. A little voice, whether it be your own or someone else's, that keeps on telling you, you're not supposed to be here. You're not the one. It's not you any longer. Do you think this is what they all wanted? I feel like Nate takes like another step towards the edge of the roof. Sure. Everyone's happy to see you back, but at what cost? What makes you more worthy, Nate? At what cost? He, like, whispers it out loud. And you all hear him say this. Nate? If I fall, what'll happen? Fall off the roof. Here, your shovel bring you. Maybe determinal velocity. Maybe not. The impact will 
probably cause enough harm to kill you. And then he turns and looks at Vicky and he's like, cry. Or will I die? Probably. I don't know. And Vicky's gonna hold out her hand. I don't know if I rolled high enough to take the hand. It's up to you. I think it's gonna try, like, with all his might to, like, fight the urge to not take the hand. So he's like, he's gonna reach out. You reach out to take Vicky's hand. And when you cusp it, you're gonna take one more harm. Yeah, oh my god. That, that's all of it, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm well you aware. <laughs> but as, as you reached out to Vicky... <gasps> Nothing mortally will happen to your character, but you will have to take on your darkest oh, self. Shit. Oh my god. Uh, Do I want me to read my thing? This is the first time I've done yes, it. Please. Yes, please. Okay. Oh. okay. Your dull hunger sharpens. You can't focus on anything else but feeding. And in addition to your peculiar cravings, you recognize something else. That, that primordial hunger which connects all hungers. Flesh, blood, meat. You escape your darkest self once you've overindulged, or you've been locked out for long enough to regain composure. Interesting. Okay. So my, my main hunger is power, but I guess I'm also a little bloodthirsty right now. That's cool. <laughs> I would also, if you're fine with this, Nick, think one of Nate's hungers is life. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Is this like a physical change as well? Or like, is it is it more of just like a, a mental, emotional change? The darkest self thing. It's a full character swap. Your emotions are different. Your but do I have like a new look? Like do I have like a ghoulish face? That's what <laughs> <trying to> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your your eyes are a little more hollow Sick. than usual. They've got like bags around your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> dude, you just go you just go full Spider Man three. No. <laughs> As you take Vicky's hand, Nate, you feel a hunger. You want to take back your life. You're so tired of being Nate living in Randy's body. Randy's gone. You're what's here, Nate. Take the life that was given back to you. I don't know how I would do that. <laughs> Unless you need to, like, literally lash out physically against all life. <laughs> That's up to you. Um, I think I think that this is perfect if it's, if it's Mickey, because I feel like if, if I'm slipping into my darkest self, I think there's definitely some resentment for how... Vicky sees Randy and not Nate. I think that Nate, like, grips Vicky's hand a little a little hard, and then wraps his other hand and grabs her other other hand, and, like, motions towards the edge. Nate? Who am I to you? You're part of Enigma Inc. What's my name? Nate! Is that what you really think? Yes! Who do you think was the one who gave you, Randy? I should thank you, then? I should thank you for living like this? I... I thought that if we brought you back, everything would be okay. Me too. I'm sorry it wasn't. Are you just watching this happen? <laughs> I think at that point, as I'm watching this, I'm like, is this going to escalate? What's happening? Can I try and sense how far? Because I've, obviously I've never seen his like darkest self before. I want to use my uh, third eye and see how far I can look into what's happening to Nate right now. You look out through your third eye and you're kind of able to see everyone's aura. And last episode, you were able to look at one of the recent corpses, one of the recent cadavers, and you saw this heavy layer of, like, black smoke that lingered over all of them. And while you look out, you can parse through your own layer of that that blackish, inkish smoke. As you see that Vicky has a lot around her too, but like Nate is Super Saiyan 3 black smoke right now. Oh my god. Nate's 
takes another step forward with Vicky. Do you have any idea what it feels like to not exist? Because I do, I feel it all the time! I'm sorry. I just wanted to give you a second chance to be with Jack and Hunter again. But why me? It, what makes me special? At what cost? And then the door leading onto the roof slowly creaks open. As you can see, Hunter and Vanessa peek their heads through. We, we tried opening it, but the door wouldn't budge. It was the, the second we let go, it kind of opened. Could you guys... Are you guys good out there? Can you can you come back? Oh, they don't see that Vicky is that Vicky is like halfway over the roof. <laughs> they see that you guys are close to the edge and holding hands on the edge. She's on the edge. I've got both her hands. She's like leaning back a little bit, so I guess it's dangling. Okay, uh, I'm gonna move to knock Nate out. Damn, dude. Dude. Okay. I, it's obvious that something's going down. I need to knock you the fuck out, dude. <laughs> Roll to keep it cool. You know that you're doing this on the edge of a rooftop, right? Yeah, this is bad. (laughs) Yeah, this is not a good place to be. I don't know how many literal warnings I could throw on a place. (laughs) What are you you talking about? There's caution tape, the door is locked. We had to experience this. (laughs) This is important character growth. Ten. Alright, with a 10, as you step onto the roof, Hunter, your adrenaline is keeping you going as you rush up to Nate from behind. And then I guess roll plus volatile to lash out physically. No! Don't make me say it. Seven. (laughs) I don't like that little noise, Dennis. (laughs) You, uh, You cut block Nate, tackling him in his, his left knee as he goes down from this and kind of lurches over the edge. The same motion kind of pulls Vicky back over the ledge and behind you as Nate stands up to look back at you, Hunter, with a seven to nine. I'm going to have to say they learn something about your true nature and gain a string on you. Oh, shit. As Hunter, you can tell that your friend is in trouble. He's in a dark place. And the only way you can think to get him out of it is kind of divulge your same insecurities, your same depressive, intrusive thoughts to show him that you're not alone. I know what it's like to be an outsider, Nate, and it sucks. It sucks really bad, and I get that, but it's not something that we kill people over. Because if we do, then that makes us worse than the people that remind us of our, of our mistakes. And I'm afraid of being that person right now, the person that's making people feel like shit for stuff they can't control. You know what you're afraid of, Hunter? You're afraid to admit that you didn't care I died. I, I did. I did. You didn't care that I died because because you were incapable of getting close to people. You were relieved. Hunter, step away from it, man. <sighs> Fuck. I'm gonna look at him and I'm gonna say, uh, I don't know what to say to that. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna look at him like, I don't know what to tell you. I... How was I supposed to process that my first moment of death, the first moment I've ever experienced death in my entire lifetime, and it happens to be one of the people that I care about most? You can't blame me for the shit that I did when you died, when you left. When I left? Nate's gonna rush at Hunter. Jack will run at Nate and tackle him off the rooftop. Oh my god! <laughs> no! Off? Yes. No! No! Please no. Had a plan. I would like to enact Vicky's plan. She is going to cast her binding hex on both of them. 
Alright, you roll plus dark. Marcus, you roll oh, plus volatile. <laughs> it's a roll off. I so, like this. <laughs> I'm doing volatile. Oh no, no, no. That's a seven. Mine's a six. Nice! (laughs) (laughs) As you two go to launch at each other, you get caught in a rocky three freeze frame. (laughs) As Vicky is doing everything in her power to bind you guys together uh, with a hex. Yeah, no. Vicky's Vicky's hand is out, trembling. She is in tears. Stop! Everybody just stop! You get a moment to look around. At everyone. Everyone's looking at everyone as you're all panting, crying, stressed, looking at what is Enigma Inc. Is that? <laughs> you hear a faint voice call back out from the door leading back downstairs. You can see Vanessa just poking her head out. Can we, can we please just come back inside now? Yeah. And it'll just like croak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vicky will nod and drop the hex. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna storm downstairs. I think. Uh, I think Nate will too. I mean, he's still as dark as self. <laughs> <laughs> I think he wants to be alone right now. As you all head downstairs. Yeah. In different increments. <laughs> Where are you guys heading? Going to uh, room three thirty three. Is that in the hotel? Yeah. I think uh, Nate's just gonna sort of end up outside the hotel. <laughs> Just as far away from the roof yeah. as possible to see if that helps. <laughs> I do think that Vicky wants time to herself and to talk to somebody that is not in the same boat as she is. Gotcha. Vicky will stay at the hotel, but she is going to call her mom. I, I've reached my, I feel like I've reached like the end of my string, you know, like, mm-hmm. like it's, this has been enough for one day. I had to watch my dad get dunked on. <laughs> <laughs> Like meta- f- physically and mentally, you should go to your dad. You know, dude. I, I, like we watch these people get thrown off a fucking building, essentially, and then I try to get Nate from killing Vicky. I think, I think, I think Robocop's done for the day. I'll say, do you want to leave or do you just want to head outside? I guess I'll just head outside. I suppose I don't want to just be done. Actually, you know, I think I'd want to go talk to my dad. I think I'd want to be near my dad. Yeah, perfect. As you both head outside, Nate, you kind of perch up against the curb. So, sorry, how do, how do you heal your darkest self? Is you have to, like, satiate your hunger? I think you're very close to it. Okay, 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 cool. Yeah, I think you're feeling the, the yeah, hunger. Yours is also oh, yeah, yeah, time true. to reflect or whatever, right? Yeah, so. you've been locked out for long enough to regain composure. Okay, yeah, okay, so okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And I think after this time of just chilling out for a moment, you'll come back from it. Got it. it. Okay. As you two head outside, uh, Hunter Senior's right there, kind of waiting for you all. As Nate, you go by to pass him, he kind of mutters something to you, just like, it's a lot to take in, wasn't it? Kind of rubbing it in your face, the the grotesque nature of the the crime scene. Uh, (laughs) I want to duck on him again, but I don't know what I'll do. Maybe that's the last of your hunger, like, wants you to do that, like... True, I feel like they still piss, so, like, like, I, I'll say something, like, really shitty, he'll be like, Oh, yeah? Thought you, I thought you'd be used to this by now, isn't this, wasn't this used, didn't this used to be your day by day to day? Damn, that is pretty <laughs> shitty. It never gets better, kid. Well, stick around, can't wait for the next one. He roughly, like, pats you on the shoulder as you walk he away. knocks his hand out of the way. And about that time... Robocop, you you pop up in front of your father. Hey, hey, buddy, how you how you holding up? 
not great. I just tried to kick the shit out of my friend. <laughs> As he's going to look over his shoulder to <laughs> Nate, who's kicking rocks in the middle of the street right now. I'm going to be honest with you, I wouldn't, wouldn't mind if you did. But <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to help. I figured out that apparently kicking the shit out of people doesn't get much done. I often felt when I was on the force, that was the way I saw it. We never made it to a crime as it was happening. We dealt with it afterwards. Yeah, it's a pretty inefficient system, don't you say? Yeah, I'm glad we dissolved some. If you'd let me be the political mouthpiece and you stay in there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, got it, got it, got it. Right. <laughs> no, I love you, I love you, son. <laughs> you alright, anything I can do for you? Not really, I just... I just need to be here. I need to... I need some time with... Not them, so... And you, you qualify as that. He kind of pulls you into one of those those hugs that fathers give, where they've got like one arm around your back and the other is like propping your head against their their beer belly. Yeah, of course. As we kind of zoom back into Monty V, as Vicky's kind of made it to the lobby right now, as she's on the phone with her mother. Hi, mom. Hello, my beautiful creature. What is what is going on? A lot of things. I I saw the news report. I can only. Assume you're on scene right now. Yeah. And I don't know how to fi- I don't know how to solve it. I I always know how to solve problems, but I don't know how to solve this one. And I'm scared. And I fought with one of my friends, and I thought I did the right thing, but maybe I did it for the wrong reasons. And he knows that now. And- I'm sorry, Mom. My beautiful creature, please. Please. It's okay. Science is not an absolute truth. It's a discovery. We make one after another. We have the scientific process to find what doesn't work in our journeys. And I know for so long you have been gifted being just as smart as your mother. And I've been so proud of you, but sometimes the the answers will not always come immediately. Sometimes you must fail to find the right answer. Okay, okay. So take it, take it in stride. Lift that chin I gave you. If you fail, it just means you're one step closer to the right answer. Okay, thank you, Mom. I love you, my little creature. I love you so much. As you hang up the phone, we zoom upstairs to the third floor. Jack has finally reached room 333. What would you like to do, Jack? Um, I'll see if it's unlocked. You go to twist the handle, and you find it has been easier than anything has been today. As the door unlocks, hasn't even seemed to be locked for some reason. Um, as you have, like, the key, the master key that Natalie gave you for the hotel in your other hand, you already find that the door is unlocked. Okay. I'll go inside. You head inside, and the room is dark. It seems to have been stripped. It seems to be this large suite um, that has been gutted, and it's dark, no sense of light. But in the very back of the room... You see 
a small ball of light. One you're used to seeing. One that hovered over Lake Mary for some time. What the fuck? Wait, what? I'll... I'll, um... Go over to it. As you get closer and closer, this ball of light kind of stretches out and becomes a form that you're a little bit more familiar with as you see the form of Melissa Babbitt. I think uh, Jack's eyes like start to get watery and he says, Melissa? Are you, are you here? What? What are you doing what here? The fuck? What the fuck? Jack. Melissa, what happened to you? As you hear the door slam behind you, you know what happened, Jack. But why did it happen? As you feel that general weight that's been around you get heavier and heavier. As you also hear a small rumbling of the kind of leftovers of this room. You know, paint cans that were left over. The kind of open support beams are slowly starting to rattle around you. Oh my god. I wanted... What anyone else would want, Jack. I just wanted to be loved. I just wanted friends. I'll try to take her hand. Can I touch her skin? You reach out to her hand, which is kind of just floating effortlessly. And as you do, she whips it around, and all the rattling in the room violently shakes if you weren't aware of where you were in the position you'd think you were experiencing an earthquake. I don't want to interrupt, but can this be heard from outside? Actually, no. Okay, oh, God. okay. Not at all. Not even in the lobby? Not even in the lobby. Okay. If you guys were outside the door, you still wouldn't be able to hear it. As she shouts out, stop! But why? We we were, I mean, I, I guess I wanted us to be something. It's too late for that, Jack, as if you look upon her face, you could swear she was crying, but you see no tears. If, if you want to be helpful, do you, do you want to help, Jack? Yes, that's all I've, uh, all I've ever wanted. As she floats closer to you, she reaches out your hand that's still kind of outstretched from when you tried to touch hers. As she puts her ghostly fingers across yours, you feel a slight sensation. I don't... I don't want to be here anymore, Jack. Make this stop. Make this sadness stop. I don't... I don't know how to do that. I can't do that. I don't have that kind of spell. She slowly slides her fingers away from you and begins floating backwards as her form slowly starts to diminish as she heads further and further into the darkness of the room. Wait! I'll... I'll try. And I want to use all of my power to try and I guess exercise her from this hotel. And it's like expel lightning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thor force? Hell yeah. I, I have... I did have a spell where I could... Uh, banish, like, mystical properties from an area, so I could try that. If you don't have the power, Jack, then find a way. As you feel one more forceful rumble across all of the room, and then the door swings open. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, 
leave. I was gonna. I don't have anything on me. I, I was gonna leave something for her, but I don't have. Are you anything. Are you looking for stuff currently as you leave the room? Yeah, I'll look around one last time as I leave. The as room. you leave, as you exit the room, the door slams behind you, and you're looking through all of your notes of your spells you've memorized. And as you're pulling out of your pockets, essentially looking for anything, you pull out your back right pocket. And then you hear a little cling hit the floor as if something fell out. Is it the coin? Yeah. <sighs> All right. I'll use it. You pick up the coin and you magically intuit what to do with it as you flip the coin into the air and prepare to catch it. An arm quickly slides into view of you and catches the coin before it can hit your hand. Oh, that's cool. As you look up and you see the... Irishman, trench-coated and all, right in front of you. Arn himself. Fucking Arn. Arn, I need your help. What are we dealing with here? It's a... It's a... Spirit that was killed. Here in this hotel, and... She... She shouldn't be here anymore. She should... Be able to... Escape. Finally. But I... I don't know how to do that. You're, um... You're saying a spirit... A spirit, um, not like an, like an Undar creature, not a monster? No, I don't think so. You're, um, like something that, uh, used to be human and is now a ghost? She's still human. I mean, yeah, she is. I want you to roll plus dark for me real fast. Nine. As you're kind of talking with Arn and he's kind of relaying all this information to you. You get the sense that he's too intrigued about the inner workings of it all. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, you you can almost catch that there's, like, a smile brimming on the edges of his mouth. Yeah, that's so weird. That he's trying to hold back. I hate this guy. <laughs> that's why I didn't want to call him. I already <laughs> didn't trust this guy. It's alright, it's alright. We can, uh, it's a little bit rougher. Um, never really had to do one, but I do... Know the spells for an exorcism. Oh my god. Okay, well this is her... her this is where she died. Alright. Uh, you're gonna need tree things, alright? You need th- tree powerful objects to make sure this exorcism goes well. And you're gonna need a lawman's sigil. You're gonna need a mother's apology. And you're gonna need a pure kiss. Uh, what the fuck? This guy's a sicko. Okay, is that... Um, is that always needed for this exorcism, or like just this? Okay, never mind. Okay, specifically this, specifically an exorcism. You, for big spells, you need about three accompanying items, and these are the three I know would work best for an exorcism. Wait, three or three? <laughs> All right, I'll write them down. All right, have you have you taken a fucking voice and diction class? Because <laughs> you know that's I'm how sorry. the Irish pronounce their ths. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. Anyways, continue. You just said tree like three times. Wait, how many? You mean? <laughs> I think you mean tree times. Tree times, Hadley. Tree times. You said tree three times. <laughs> that was a good accident, Hadley. That wow. was really good. good. Sorry. Hadley has taken a voice adjustment class. Right. <laughs> okay. Thanks. I'll uh, I'll find those three things. I'll go downstairs, and um, the first one I want to try to find is um, Vicky. All right, as you head into the lobby around this time, Vicky's finishing up her phone call with her mom. Uh, you see Vicky just sitting on a couch in the lobby. It is very, uh, her glasses have been removed. Uh, it is, 
it is obvious that she has been crying. This is the saddest thing. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, go and sit next to her. Hey. Are you hey. okay? I think so. Did you find any more clues in the room? Yeah, but... Are you sure? I mean... No, I... I guess uh, I was a little impulsive. Sorry. But... No. No. We... We need to finish. We need to solve this, but... I appreciate you checking up on me, too. I know I'm like... Kind of the, like, uh, weird muscle leader guy who, like, never... Look, I don't know if I give it off. Like, you can't talk to me, but, like, I just want you to know, if you ever need to talk, I'm here. Same. Actually, don't tell me what you found just yet. I think we should have all of us there. Okay. We're, we're a team, and we need to be able to talk. And we can't let, we can't let failure stop us from trying to do the right thing. Also, my mom says hi. Oh, that's so nice. Tell her say hi. Um, all right. Um, yeah. All right. It's going to take all of us and it's going to take a lot of magic. All right. We'll go okay. outside. I mean, that's what you and I do best. I wonder, do we have like, what would be our, like, I know we wouldn't do like a fist bump. I wonder if we have a thing, like a... Can we do like some kind of handshake thing? We Just definitely do something. <laughs> we oh, we should do like the little like finger waggling above each other's hands, but since we're both magic, there's like sparks. Oh! Yes, it's like we're casting a spell. Yes, like that's exactly what it is. So we do that. Oh, that's great. Right before we leave, it's, it's stupid as fuck, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you go find Hunter. I'll go find Nate, and we meet back here and figure out a plan. All right, cool. Nod, you break, you head outside. There's both Hunter and Nate just right outside. Just like not looking at each other, but like standing next to each other. Yeah, like Hunter's like still hugging his dad at this current moment, and Nate's still kicking rocks in the middle of the street. I imagine that we were both. I, I imagine that we were both like collectively throwing tiny pebbles at each other and we all look around like, oh, who did that? <laughs> like, kicking rocks back and forth, but it, like, eventually just becomes like we're playing soccer with the rocks. <laughs> yeah, and this is what ends up taking you out of your, your darkest self, Nate. Oh, that's great. I love this. Oh. This moment of life with your best friend. No, because Vic- Vicky wanted to go find Nate so that she could apologize. <laughs> What are you apologizing for? <laughs> That's what Nate said. To the conversation. Did you not hear Vicky's conversation with her mom? I did, but I think that that is trivial compared to what fucking Nate did to you. All right, at the very least, need to talk. What are you guys doing in character? Oh yeah, because I was outraged that Sarah thought that way. I was like, Sarah, <laughs> yeah, you did nothing wrong. <laughs> thinking was she thought oh gosh maybe Nate is right and I did like use Randy's body just so that I could keep him around <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Good <laughs> but even if that's true Nate still was about to murder you <laughs> I almost killed this <laughs> or at least put you in a dangerous position that you did not agree to be in alright so she's not gonna apologize but gosh darn it they probably should talk <laughs> as the four of you meet back up Vanessa also pops up from her own brooding moment. 
to go over the plan. Jack, remind you all of the three things you need. A lawman's sigil, a mother's apology, and a pure kiss. As we kind of pan over, we see Hunter Sr. heading into the crisis van to discuss some things with Nora. We pan back into the Monty V as we see Natalie Babbitt kind of looking out over the street, all of the press and all of the crisis workers scrambling as she's kind of biting her lip. And then we fly back down to room 333 as we hear a low rumbling starting to emanate from outside the door. And that's where we'll end this session for today. Nice. See you Thank you all for listening. <laughs> My name is Dennis Veray. I have been your MC for this game of Monster Hearts in Return to Lake Mary. Uh, and my name is Headley Singer, and I was here for... <sighs> Never mind, I was gonna make a tree joke. <laughs> just, you know, let's put that sentiment out there that I wanted to make a tree joke. I'm Nicholas Hodge, I played Nate Prosper. And I'm Marcus, and I play Jack Seymour. I'm Sarah, and I played Vicky... Please practice some self-care after listening to this variables. <laughs> Please do. Alright, go to sleep variables. Wait, hang on. Pause for a second. Pause. Pause. Yeah, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) I I forgot that I had to record. I'm so sorry. Please tell him we got that on the recording. We'll watch Spider-Man tomorrow, I promise. Oh, that's going up. Who did you flake on? You told you're gonna watch Spider-Man and you just disappear. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's the most messed up thing you can do. uh, They thought that was funny as fuck when you knocked on the door and said, Are we still watching Spider-Man? Oh, God. Okay. I broke the tension hard. Holy shit. I've never heard you guys laugh so fucking hard. It was so innocent. It's so... This is fucking hilarious, dude. Dennis thinks you're hilarious. It was the most, like, pure thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. We're not going to spider people. Well, I did promise that we were going to watch the Tony McGuire Spider-Man. Yes. It's like, it was the same intonation as, like, your eight-year-old little brother knocking at your door and be like, are we still gonna play Lego? <laughs> no, we well, now I'm sad for a different reason. Alright, we're back. <laughs> sad. Alright, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.